Well, good morning, everyone. This is Roger Bond, and I am glad to be here today to bring you a few scriptures that have been laid on my heart. I'm thankful that we're able to do this, the age of technology that we're in. Um, when we can't be here as a family, at least we can do something like this. So the title for today is Have a Little Faith. Now, has anyone ever heard God won't put more on you <clears throat> than you can handle. And if you've been at Wales Baptist Church for more than about five minutes, you'll know that this is not in the Bible anywhere. Um, if we could handle everything, we would have no need of God. None. So he allows us to go through trials to make us better, to help us grow closer to him. So, when trials come, and really in everyday life, we're, we're directed to live by faith. Sanctification is a process that we go through, and this is one of the tools that God uses to help us grow closer to Him and to prove our faith. So, I'm going to read to you out of James chapter 1 verses 2 through 12, but we're going to pretty much stick with just the first part of it. My brothers, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation, but the rich in his humiliation, because as a flower in the field he will pass away. For no sooner is the sun risen with a burning heat then it withers the grass. Its flower falls and its beautiful appearance perishes. So the rich man also will fade away in his pursuits. Blessed is the man who endures temptation for he has been approved and he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, we just thank you so much for another day, dear God. Lord, I thank you for this time, and Lord, for those that have stepped up to, to bring these messages, dear God, in these trying times and unsure times, dear God, you've called us to live by faith. And Lord, I pray that through this ministry, dear God, that it would strengthen the body, Lord, until we can come back together again and assemble as a, as a congregation, as a body of Christ. Lord, we just look to you for wisdom. Lord, just ask for your direction for all those that are in authority. Lord, for those making decisions for the country, for the world. Dear God, for our congregation and for our households. Dear God, I pray a hedge of protection around those. Lord, for those that are sick, Lord, we just ask you to, to lift, to just lay your hands on them, dear God. And Lord, give them your peace. Heal their bodies, dear God. Lord, I pray for this church that,
through all this, Lord, that it would strengthen the body, dear God, that we would all grow closer to you, Lord, that we would have the faith that you require of us. Lord, I just ask that you forgive us where we fail you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, <clears throat> in these times, we really don't know what's going to happen. And we fall into that all the time, where we're in a trial. And James says to count it joy. Now, that's a little tough to do, to be joyful in a time of trial. But God says you can do that because he has promised you that the working, the testing of your faith produces patience. And I'll be the first to admit, I'm not a patient guy. I used to think I was. <laughs> well, it's been proven otherwise, so we'll just leave it at that. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. So when trials come, what do we do? Do we seek God's face? Or do we do what we think we should do and lean on our understanding? It's obvious if you read the Bible and you believe what the Bible says that we should do the first one and seek God's face because we've proven time and time again that our decision-making lands us in a bad place. We're not that good at it, and it's usually contrary to whatever God wants anyway because we're sinners. We are we're selfish, and we're just so self-centered, it's going to be contrary to what God says. So, in these times, God says, if you lack wisdom, well, I think we need wisdom to go through these times. And God gives us wisdom, and he says to ask for wisdom. And he gives liberally, but you have to ask in faith. So, if we look back at stories in the Bible, of people that had faith. If you look at Abraham and Isaac, Isaac was about to sacrifice, or Abraham was about to sacrifice Isaac. That took a lot of faith. If you look at the Apostle Paul and all that he endured, he wrote letters to the churches to encourage them, to kind of get them back in line. And he wrote a lot of those when he was in prison. So, you look at Moses. I mean, it took a lot for Moses. He had to have faith to lead the Israelites through the wilderness for 40 years. The first time that he reached out with his staff and tapped a rock to get water. That took faith. But God has shown us time and time again, and the more and more we act on that faith, and place our trust in God, he proves time and time again that he is faithful. He's just asking us to have a little faith. Those stories, as we read them, I mean, we can almost cheer whenever we hear them. But when trials come in our lives, what do we do? It's a lot different to read a story about somebody else that did something to act on their faith. But when it hits our house, when it hits our lives, 
it's tough to be joyful. And usually, well, I'll say for me, God's not the first place I go most of the time. It's my wisdom, which God says is foolishness to him, not the right way to go. If we go back to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, he says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. So what God's telling us here, if we trust the Lord with all of our heart, that says you have to have faith. Lean not on your own understanding. Don't do what comes natural. You have to lean on Him. And if this tells us, this is how you exercise your faith. So in all your ways, acknowledge Him. And that also is a tough one. This is telling us to act out our faith all the time, and God's going to direct our paths. I believe it's, it's everybody's desire to have God direct their path. Not, <clears throat> dear God, I'm in trouble here, and I need your help. And then God moves in our life and shows us what to do, and we just take that under advisement. I don't want to do that. That's the way God wants us to go. But we don't always do that. And we usually make it worse than it has to be. And when I say we, that's me. But I'm sure I'm not alone in this. So, with the way things are in the world right now, there's so much uncertainty. And it's not just with coronavirus. It's, it's every day. This has disrupted our lives. And I could, you can say that we're all in a trial right now. We don't know what is coming next. We don't know if, when people are going to go back to work. Uh, is this going to affect my household? Is anyone in my family going to get sick? Is anyone in our church going to get sick? When are we going to come back together and assemble it as a group? I mean, these are all uncertainties, but... God says, don't worry, be joyful. And asking us to come in here and to do these little messages, I think that's wise. And I think that's what God wants us to do, to use the technology that we have today to, to help keep the body of Christ together. I don't have the answers of what's going to come next. But God does. He has allowed this to disrupt our lives for a purpose. Every trial that we go through is for a purpose. And it is the process of sanctification. It is to draw us closer to God, to become more Christ-like. He will direct our paths. And he will give wisdom if we ask in faith.
But in order to do that, we have to seek God's face. We have to be intimate with God. So Psalms tells us in Psalms 46.10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still. If you're like me, multitasking, not my strong suit. A lot of people can do it. But in order to be intimate with God, like you are with other people, with your best friends, with your spouse, with your kids, you have to spend time with them to build that relationship. We have to do that with God, even more so. So what he's telling us is to, to be still, to get rid of distractions and seek his face. Allow the Holy Spirit to move through us, to guide us. It's very hard for us as people full of sin to just let go of the reins and allow God to be in control. But that's what he's calling us to do. It's contrary to our human nature, but that's what God wants. He wants us to be intimate with him. So through all of this, I just pray that we can be strengthened, that we can take this time as people work from home or whatever the case may be, that we can spend more time as a family because that's one of the things in this country that we have lost is a sense of family because we're just so busy doing this and doing that. It's forced us to be together. <clears throat> you can't go out <clears throat> to baseball games and softball games and not even go out to eat anymore. I think God wants us to take that time to come together as a family to teach our kids what thus saith the Lord, allow them to see us living our faith. Because as they read and they hear of all the ones that have been before us in the Bible that have lived by faith, <clears throat> they should see us living by faith as well. So through this, I just pray that each one of us would spend some time with God this week in an intimate way, free of distractions, seeking his face, asking for wisdom. Lord, what would you have me do in my house? How may I be a service to others through this? So God's asking us, have a little faith. Trust him. Never leave you or forsake you. And he's always good on his promises. And that's really all of my messages today is just have a little faith. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, <clears throat> Lord, we just pray that your word that you've given us today, dear God, would move us. Lord, it would move us to action, to, to want to be intimate with you, dear God, to to seek your face, seek your guidance, and your wisdom. Lord, I pray that you would give us all wisdom 
liberally, like you've said. Lord, that we would be able to take this situation and, Lord, have it turn out the way that you want. Lord, as we go through the week, Lord, I just ask that you would be with each and every one of us. Let us know that you're there in a very real way. Dear God, we pray for that peace that passes all understanding. Lord, for your Holy Spirit to work through our lives. Lord, I pray for each and every one <clears throat> at Wales Baptist Church. Lord, that we would just be strengthened by everything that's going on. Dear God, as we long to be together as a church family, Lord, I just pray that you would use this the way that you see fit. Lord, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.